This Tailgate Society podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Deadeye Premium Barbecue Products. Born in Iowa and made in the heartland, Deadeye is your go-to source for everything barbecue. Sauces, seasonings, you name it. They've made a science out of great grilling flavor. It's more than a sauce. Whether you're cooking sliders, dogs, steak, or chicken, Deadeye has the explosive flavor needed to make every dish delicious. Try a splash of their sweet and smoky original recipe or turn up the heat with their Magnum Edition barbecue sauce. Both flavors are available in seasonings as well as sauces. So pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Deadeye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com. Hello, you're listening to Sports in Court. I'm Emily Cornell. And I'm Emily Jarenka. And we are starting to have some more sports to talk about again, which is very exciting. Um... So I started watching horse racing with my mom when I was young. We would always watch uh, the Triple Crown races. So it starts out with the Kentucky Derby. um, And then I always get the order mixed up. I can't remember if it's the Preakness Stakes next or the Belmont Stakes. Um, But it seems this year, because of COVID, they're going in kind of a reverse order. So the Belmont Stakes is happening first. Um, That will be this Saturday. Um, I believe the race is happening without fans. Uh, I mean, horse racing and fans, like, it's kind of a weird concept. Yeah. Obviously, there are a lot of fans in the stands for races, but they're dressed to the nines for a sporting event, which is not what you would normally see for any other sporting event. So it's just a very unique um, a unique type of viewing experience, I guess. I think people are more so there for the socializing and the status than anything. Um, but I'm excited that horse racing is back. Um, there's not much diversity in the front runners for this race. When I was looking at photos of all of these horses, every single one of the front runners is the same exact color horse. So <laughs> they all look very similar. Um, but um, we always had a fun time being like, oh, this is the cutest one, or um, this one has a really fun name. So I'm just excited to have uh, horse racing back again this weekend. Um, a sport that more people probably care about <laughs> other than um, just me. <laughs> no, people, I think a lot of people care about horse racing. And as you were talking about how people dress to the nines to go to horse racing, I immediately thought of SEC football. And then I thought of NASCAR which we will talk about NASCAR, but um, it's very interesting how, because like horse racing is really big for folks in the South, correct? Yeah. Uh, well, and kind of like the East, Eastern part of the oh, West. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. yeah. And it's just very interesting, like how different these two activities are, right? Like they're, it's a social activity because it's not like the driver or the race or the like, jockey can like hear you and it like impacts them too too much um so it's just they it's like black and white like horse racing is just like so i don't want to say like high class because that it's i don't know everyone follows like everyone who's into horse racing and like it it varies across the board but people like get into like the dressing up and the drinks and like nascar is like very american like blue collar american in my head up until recently but we'll talk about (laughs) nascar later so i think plenty of people care about the horse racing and they'll be ready to bet on those races 
Oh, yeah. Well, the betting is going to be off the charts because yes. people have nothing or very limited <laughs> things to bet on. Um, so that's exciting for the gambling community, of which I am not part of. <laughs> I mean, same. <laughs> but, uh, you know, good for good for those people. It's it's something something that they have to look forward to. Yeah. I'm like, I love this for you. Yes, exactly. Um, the <laughs> WNBA is also coming back. Yeah, um, which is great. They've announced that they will have a 22 game regular season uh, plus playoffs. So they've kind of seems like on the public front, things have been pretty quiet for them uh, lately. So I'm glad that an announcement was made. Yeah, it was season. good. That's good for those players and those coaches and staff. Yeah, for and sure. Especially after because they had a draft like their draft was like one of the first drafts that was like kind of virtual Mm -hmm. um at the beginning of this and they didn't really get the recognition that any other draft did um and it's very interesting to me because Sabrina Ionescu was drafted first um she went to New York and she's like the one of the best if not the best college basketball player that like we have seen in like man or woman like she broke a lot of records so um i i'm interested to see um kind of how people interact with the WNBA coming up just because she is like probably going to be the face of it for a you know a good long time yeah i think so too for sure so that'll be fun and speaking of women's sports that are coming back the National Women's Soccer League. It will be the first U.S. pro sports league back um, since COVID started, which is very odd to think about because other countries have had like sports back. Yeah, um, I'm I'm kind of glad that it's a women's league too. That's the first to come back in the U.S. Oh yeah, and it, I feel like it's good that it's the women's soccer league because people are still like talking about them because of like them asking for equal pay and that stays in the news and then everyone loves loves um Megan Rapino. So I not that I think that she's not playing though in this Correct. in the yes. 2020 um, challenge. I believe Cup. because of safety concerns she decided yeah. to bow out. Um which you know is as a player that's their that's their right to make that decision. Um, mm-hmm. It's not easy to put yourself in those shoes, you know, and think about what you would decide for you and your family. Um, so I don't know. It'll definitely be different, but these are unprecedented times. <laughs> I hate that phrase. As I just said it. Um, but yes, excited to have more and more things coming back. Um, hopefully in the safest way possible. It seems like there are very intense plans that have been put forth in, in terms of how to keep everyone safe. So, uh, yeah. yeah. And it, it seems like in Europe, like it's going fine for them with soccer in like Germany. So hopefully it's the same for the women's team here or the women's teams here. Yeah. Hopefully. When they, they come back on June 27th. If you were looking to start betting on women's soccer for this uh, cup. So the courage plays the thorns 
those are two very good teams. They are. And if I had to pick who would win that matchup, I'd probably go with the Courage. Hmm. Um, and then the Orlando Pride will play the Chicago Red Stars. And if I had to pick who would win that one, it would be the Chicago Red Stars. Uh, you're welcome, gamblers listening. Also, please don't at me if it's wrong, <laughs> because I I don't actually know. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, you know, everything comes with a caveat here, so. Uh, True. Not a better, so I just, and I stay away from it. I'm afraid I'll like it too much. <laughs> That's good. Um, what updates do you have for us on um, one of your favorite sports, soccer, specifically um, the MLS? So they are also coming back for a tournament, um, and they start July 8th. So pretty much within a week, oh, just over a week of when um, the Women's Soccer League comes back in the U.S. And they will have 54 matches, and there will be 39 of those will be the group stage and then 15 knockouts. So I think it's good that they are doing like a group stage so everyone like gets, I think, three or four games like every team will play in three or four games at minimum. So, I mean, when your season's been cut and you're just kind of like, it's crunch time, like it's it's good that at least you get to play. Um, so it'll be interesting to see there. I was reading that um, like Dallas might do very well, LA, Minnesota, New York City, Philly and um, Seattle are like the teams to watch for the MLS um, going into this tournament. And I mean, there will be a lot of games to just like sit and binge to really, especially those, the the group stage to get a better feel of who will make it through this very abridged soccer, like quote unquote season. Anything could happen. (laughs) true what do you have for the nhl um they're plugging along it seems like to their return to play plan um teams are seems like some players are back in their local markets and um they're beginning to practice a bit more so um i think they still are slated for training camps to take place at some point in july if all goes according to plan um so you know just plugging along and Hopefully everything stays safe and everyone stays healthy in the process. I was reading that um, hockey players, they like plan for big life events during the off season, as I'm sure many engagements or weddings, baby. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And I was be, and like, I think of when the Astros won the world series and Justin Verlander, um, was like getting married to Kate Upton and like pretty much as soon as because like he wasn't on the team when they had made it and then like they won they were like oh I guess we're gonna like postpone this um but I was reading about like some hockey players who like plan for having their kids in this time (laughs) I'm like you can't plan to have children in a two-month span (laughs) like I what I mean obviously things have changed (laughs) oh yes that was that was like the story of this article i was reading where it was like they were playing like this player he's like yeah i mean i want to spend time with my kid but like uh and we had planned for like we'd have the baby in the off season and um now we're playing and i'm just like wow i can't even like 
I cannot wrap my mind around that. Probably because I live kind of in the South. Texas is like quasi Southern and like everyone has kids and they just like have them at all times of the year. Like no one really cares. (laughs) They're just like, oh yeah, I don't plan around anything. Um, So it's very interesting for it to be called out, especially for like men's sports or men in sports because like women when they're pregnant and they're athletes, like that is like, like when Alex Morgan was got pregnant like post world cup victory and it's just like oh she's pregnant is she gonna be able to play in the olympics and well like now the olympics has been postponed and she probably will be <laughs> yeah the calendar has definitely shifted um i saw a funny tweet that was like a 2020 planner was the stupidest purchase thing i've ever made or something <laughs> it's like yeah that checks out yep, everything you had written down got crossed out and moved pretty much or just but we're just not moved and just grind out. These things happen. <laughs> Depending on the situation. But maybe you need to now move it. it to your 2021 planner. Yep. Yeah. Not that you can do that with a baby. No. I don't think any of these players, <laughs> like, their partners are pregnant and they're like, I'm giving birth in July. It's not like a birthday <laughs> party where you can just reschedule. Well, I guess a birthday <laughs> party doesn't really make sense to reschedule either. But yeah. a wedding. I don't know. You know, you I don't I, I do. I like that, though. I'm scheduling a birthday. <laughs> it's going to be six months from now on my half birthday now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It works. Yeah. <laughs> um, what updates do you have for us on the Bundesliga? So the Bundesliga um, has crowned their winner of the, the title, and it is Bayern München. Um, they've won their eighth successive Bundesliga title. I was going to say, I don't know anything about soccer, but I feel like I know this. (laughs) (laughs) When I saw it, I was like, they are are dominating. My goodness. Like, I was hoping that, um, like, anyone would challenge them. And I think they did not drop a single game since coming back, like, when they started, like, post-COVID play. Like, I don't think... Bayern has lost a game. They might have tied one. Um, so that was just, it's very impressive. And for folks who don't know, they've won the type, the Bundesliga title 29 times. That's more years than we've been alive. <laughs> it's like instead of um, since the all-star break, like X team is 24 and six. I don't know. It's like they're just, <laughs> since the COVID break, they're undefeated. Yeah, and I think they hadn't really lost many games before the COVID break. Like, they are just, they've been dominant for years, and, like, I really was hoping to see Dortmund um, kind of step it up and maybe win it and stop Bayern, but, you know, there's always next season. Now Bayern's focused on winning the German Cup final um, and will likely win it. So if you're making bets on the Bundesliga Obviously, these are the guys to bet on. Like, the Bayern team is a well-oiled machine of a soccer team. And they have been. And, like, a lot of their players are on the German national team. Also a well-oiled machine of a team. Most definitely. Um, They're very good at soccer, those Germans. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Any more thoughts on uh, the Bundesliga before we move on to a very different subject <laughs> um no I've, I've shared that and they still there's still some games happening for folks 
and other leagues in Europe are um, planning their return. So we will have a summer of soccer, ladies and gentlemen. What a time. <laughs> Very exciting. Um, NASCAR s- switching gears, so to speak. Um, <laughs> that one is kind of intentional. I, I thought okay. of it like 15 seconds before I said it, so not completely on the fly. Um so they, since we last recorded, have banned the Confederate flag from being uh, displayed at NASCAR races by fans, uh, which is a very big deal uh, mm-hmm. because that is just something that's kind of like gone along with the sport of NASCAR. Um, mm-hmm. It's just an image that's kind of associated with it. Uh, so that was a very big um, change that they decided to make uh, in wake of all of the protests and um, social inequality that has been going on for a very long time, but it's just um, once again kind of getting brought to the light, and hopefully this time we see um, some more significant lasting change coming from all of this. Um, other thoughts on NASCAR and kind of where they're at as a sport right now? Um, I think that they, maybe because they, I, so... Full disclosure, I had no idea that, like, the Confederate flag, like, wasn't banned at NASCAR events. Mostly, I just think, like, who is going to, like, display the Confederate flag? Like, you're telling on yourself. Um, Like, I know, I understand that that's, like, part of, like, some people, like, they definitely have no shame with it. And I'm like, love that for you, boo. You're telling on yourself. Um, So I'm, and maybe because they had that attached to their image a little bit. I feel like they didn't come out like swinging like Ben and Jerry's did with like their statement on the recent events, but NASCAR came out with a pretty solid statement. Um, The racer Bubba Wallace being able to like put Black Lives Matter on his car. Um, Like I was surprised that he even did that. I was like, wow, that just doesn't in my brain does not make sense that like someone in NASCAR is like, um, kind of having a voice mm-hmm. in this bigger conversation. Um, and then like they NASCAR introduced their first ever vice president of diversity and inclusion. Like to me, yeah, they might be doing things where people are like, Oh, it's just like for the optics. But I mean, these are very big steps in banning the Confederate flag, Bubba Wallace's car and like, actively being like we need a person who's dedicated to diversity and inclusion in this like area yeah it's a lot of change all at once really uh mm-hmm. in your face <laughs> yeah um and unexpected yeah but um good change definitely oh yeah um so they created this position this vice president of diversity and inclusion position is that where you're yeah got it I just wanted to make sure I understood that correctly. Um, Yeah, so they the eyes are kind of on NASCAR right now. Um, Something I never thought I would say. (laughs) Um, But races are going on, and they're actually even going to have fans um, at an upcoming race in July. They've recently announced. Um, I believe that's the first sporting event in the U.S. that will have fans in attendance. I think that many, like more than just like 
5,000 throughout like a stadium like they have they're gonna be the first with like a significant number of fans yeah so we'll see how that all plays out um you know anything can change (laughs) but that race um is about a month away so um, we'll see how things progress with that a lot can happen (laughs) any other uh sports thoughts before i move on to hot takes of the week I think we made it through every sport that's like coming back. Yeah. I'm impressed. With us. I'm sure we I'm sure we left something off, but um underwater basket weaving. Uh, of course. How could we forget? <laughs> um Next time. I believe that they've probably had to cancel their league for the season, just uh guessing. But um Oh yeah, that checks out. But the C D or not C D C um NPR did say they came out with an article of um, summertime activities ranked from low risk to high risk, and apparently going to a public pool is uh, low risk. So that's I heard that too. Yeah. Um, so who knows? Maybe this is the time for um, the water polo stuff to shine. Who knows? Um, maybe this <laughs> is going to be the resurgence. Love it. Um, so on to your hot take for the week. What do you have for us? So been drinking a lot of LaCroix because I sit at my house a lot. So I probably shouldn't be mindlessly drinking things and snacking on things. <laughs> and I think the coconut LaCroix is the best. Like I know people, one, don't like LaCroix um, because it tastes like the hint of smelling something in another room. I get it. I understand why people don't like LaCroix. But, man, the coconut one is so good. Every day I look forward to just drinking my afternoon coconut LaCroix. And I've talked to lots of people who are like, I don't like the flavor of coconut. I'm like, wow, what's it like being sad? Hmm. That is definitely an interesting take. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I I don't personally like sparkling water I've tr- I cannot tell you how many different kinds of it I've tried different brands different flavors um just not for me but I do like um spiked seltzers I find that yeah. they have a lot more flavor than um I find they have a lot more fruit flavor than um just regular spike or regular seltzers um I don't know if that's because they have to increase the amount of flavor to like so it doesn't just taste like alcohol. I, I don't know what it is, but I just find them to be a lot more um, fruit forward, so to speak. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I love to tell you to describe your hot cake that isn't fruit forward seltzer. So um, over the weekend, I watched uh, Knives Out. Have you seen that movie? Yes, it's so good. Okay, yes. Loved the movie. I was very disappointed in Lakeith Stanfield in that movie. Ooh. And I feel like people really like him as an actor. Um, he kind of got his um, public blockbuster fame, so to speak, um, when he was in Get Out. And I just was underwhelmed by by. I think where he was allowed to take the performance in Knives Out, he just didn't yeah. seem to be very like a very big um, part of the movie. I didn't honestly really get anything from him other than he was kind of an assistant detective. 
I, I just felt like it was a very like surface level bland character and they didn't I don't know if like the directors didn't give him much to work with or what but I feel like they could have made his role in that movie a lot more than it was I agree with that I don't know there were just so many characters that had like interesting stories or funny quirks or whatever and he was just it was like they just kind of had him there Maybe they just needed his name on the movie. I'm like, I hope it wasn't for a diversity perspective. Ooh. You know, it's just like, we need a person of color in this movie. And like, here you go. Like, people know who this guy is. It's like, I, I don't know. I was just like, if you're going to put someone in a movie with a big name like him, like, put them to work. Like, give them an interesting character to play. And it just seemed like he didn't have a whole lot to work with. Yeah. Does that... Like, does that make sense? It does. Because thinking back on the movie, um, I don't know if there's going to be a spoiler. So if you haven't seen Knives Out, maybe just, like, ignore us for a second. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I felt like Chris Evans. Yeah. He was, like, he was a fun character. Mm -hmm. I'm biased, though. Um, And I felt like Jamie Lee Curtis was really funny. Yep. And Daniel Craig. Like, it would have been fun to see... Lakeith Stanfield and Daniel Craig's role. I think that would have been very yeah. entertaining. It would have been a different energy because I feel like no matter who Lakeith Stanfield is playing, still part of him comes into it and you're kind of like, are you high right now? <laughs> I just, I don't know. It was like he was just there and I can't even remember like, like none of his lines stand out to me. Um. I don't know. I guess the same thing goes for the other detective. Like Daniel Craig was the star of the show and they were just like physically there to have like more than one law enforcement type, like investigator person in the movie. Yeah. It didn't really seem like they were adding a whole lot in terms of commentary or like things they were physically doing in the movie, but I don't know. So I was, I was just disappointed by, um, by the character that he had in the movie. I think he could have been utilized a lot better um, to add to the film. I feel like I'm trying to sound like I'm a film critic and I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) But I think you're right. Like, I think that he could have done more, but I'm sure that people, because the movie, people love that movie. Yeah. It's just a fun, good movie. And I'm sure they're like, no, it was fine that he is just like there. Like, those are also probably the people who haven't seen Get Out. True. In, oh, like or Atlanta. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I. This is a great... Okay, so if you're going to go watch something um, like Just Mercy, for example, um, I watched that this weekend and I should have followed it up with Knives Out. Instead, Ooh, I followed yeah. it up with something very trash. Um, but... <laughs> You know, if you watch something serious that's, like, emotionally intense um, and gets you in your feelings, Knives Out is a great way to follow a show like that up. Um, Because it's, like, it's intriguing because you're like, who did this thing? How did this happen? Whatever. Um, Without spoiling anything. But it's also really funny and light. Um, And Daniel Craig with a southern drawl. It's just... 
you have to be so talented to be able like how can you have this thick british accent in real life and then you just put on this air of like oh, i'm the southern gentleman detective like whatever with such a thick accent in that way i was just i i just don't understand how people can do that maybe he got a like speech coach to like Probably. because there are like plenty of like english actors where they play like an American and they say certain words very weird. Sure. Because they're trying to like hide their accent, but you can't tell when he is doing the Southern accent, but. Well, and it's definitely, I think it's one thing for a British actor to play the role of just like a random American Mm -hmm. person, but the Southern accent really is a whole other thing to me because it's like the draw and the mannerisms I, I don't know. I was just like, wow, this is, this is great. Um, <laughs> so in a very long drawn out roundabout way, that is my hot take of the week. It's a very good People hot take. People who made that movie should have given him more to work with. Agreed. But he'll be in other things. He will. He'll redeem himself, hopefully. And I'm not blaming him. I think it just no. seemed like one of those things where it's like, this is what we've chosen you to play. And like, you, like you're like you not, you're a very minor character in this movie. Like, so yeah. just say what we asked you to say. <laughs> like, um, didn't seem like there was very much room to um, stray or like develop that character at all because the point of that character was to be like just kind of in the background so um wanted more for him there but um overall very good movie agreed agreed what wine are you drinking this week um so i haven't had it this week but just it's a recommendation that i've i've it's just a long-standing wine that i like um that i don't think i've mentioned before um it's called minuti rosé spelled m-i-n-u-t-y um it's like it's a french rosé um pretty dry i would say um not too sweet but it's just very refreshing for summer it comes in a cool looking bottle um that is my pick for this week what about you my pick for this week is a riesling it is um wilhelm bergman it is a german riesling um well Riesling is German, but like from Germany. <laughs> sure. Because there can be um, Rieslings that are not made in Germany, correct? Correct. I think I've gotten like different vineyards make Rieslings. Yeah. But they haven't commandeered yeah. it like Parmesan Reggiano, where you can only call it that thing if it was made in a specific little tiny town and whatever. Exactly. Okay. I think it's just the type of wine. So um it's very fruity and sweet and like it's almost like an apple-y taste but it's definitely like regular grape wine um and it's been a very nice like sweet summer refreshing wine yeah it's been very refreshing even though it's been you know how like some wines can be like really sweet and like syrupy almost where you're like oh this is like nice to have a glass of it but it doesn't like refresh you when you drink it yeah you kind of like just end up more thirsty yeah (laughs) And so it's, like, sweet like that, kind of, but you don't end up, like, with that, like, heavy feeling in your mouth. And, um, I mean, in general, Rieslings, I feel like, can be either super sweet or super dry. Yeah. And, um, but, like, no matter what, they kind of make a very good summer wine because they're pretty light. Sounds like a great pick. 
Thanks. Trying. Trying to make it through quarantine best I can with a glass of wine. <laughs> Needed. Yeah. Do you have any personal plugs? Um, well, we hit 100 followers on Twitter Yay. over the weekend, so that's exciting. Um, of course, we want more, so um, <laughs> follow us on Twitter if you don't already. It's at Sports and Corks, um, just spelled out, I believe. Yep. Um, only positive content for your feed. Uh, yes. You will not be seeing any um, draining things. Just happiness. Just happiness um, or humor. So um, give us a follow on there or you can follow us on Instagram or both. It's the same um, handle at sports and corks just spelled out. Um, What do you have this week for plugs? Um, Just the usual listen to the tailgate society podcasts, um, bitter units for our fans of beers every week. They like pick a beer and like they tweet it out ahead of time. And so then you can like have it as you're listening and they talk through it. Um, it's super interesting to hear um, drunk dialing matinee baseball and culture check. Um, check those out every week. And then the tailgate society content, be sure to follow the tailgate society on Twitter and Instagram. Um, so you can get all of these updates as they are shared. And those are just kind of my, my plugs. I think that about sums it up. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. We'll be back with more sports things. The sports are coming back. Emily and Emily, sports and courts.